Features and benefits are at the heart of what we have to communicate when it comes to our products and our services. But what happens when those particular features and benefits don't matter? We're going to talk about this and more on The Rightly Show. It's the program that helps you start and grow a brand-centric online business through the fusion of form and function. This is The Rightly Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas McGee and this is The Rightly Show. So recently I decided to go while I was out and about. I wanted to just stop out somewhere and get something to eat. So I stopped at a place called Dairy Queen. You may have heard of them before. It's essentially it's a fast food or burger restaurant, but they're more widely known for the ice creams that they do, the ice cream that they they have at Dairy Queen called Blizzards. Uh, so I was getting my lunch and I decided while I was uh, there, I would go ahead and get a blizzard while I was there. It was a warm summer day. I was like, sure, you're at a Dairy Queen. You got to get a blizzard while you're there. So I decided to get one. So I was waiting for my my meal and that sort of thing and kind of looking through some of the signage and the different posters that they had around on the wall. Generally, if I go into any place as a designer, I just can't help myself but kind of pick out what typefaces and designs that they use for their marketing campaign. So I, you know, I'm kind of studying and seeing that. And I see a sign on the wall or a poster on the wall that says upside down or it's free. And so I'm kind of puzzling over this upside down or it's free concept. So naturally my lunch is finished and, you know, walk up to the counter to grab it. And the person behind the counter, uh, you know, gives me my bag and, you know, with my burger and fries and my drink cup and all that. And then holds up my blizzard and says upside down or it's free. And so she proceeds to flip the cup upside down, hold it in front of me and say, you know, upside down or it's free and then hands it to me. And so I was standing there a little bit perplexed. I was like, why are you doing? I didn't actually say that. I was very nice to her, you know, very polite. It's like, OK, thank you, you know, on my way. But I remember as I was walking out the door, I was starting to consider to myself, what's with the whole upside down or it's free? And so that kind of got me thinking, it got the wheels turning from a branding and marketing perspective of what was the whole idea and point for your customer of holding that upside down? So first of all, don't get me wrong, they make amazing ice cream. That's obviously that's what they're known for. But from a branding and marketing perspective, as a customer, I had literally no idea why or what the purpose of turning the, you know, the whole thing upside down. Like, what does that do for me as a customer? And so that got me thinking about the the whole concept of creating features and benefits. So the general idea I think that they're trying to portray for a customer is that their ice cream isn't melted. It's actual ice cream. So it's thick so we can turn it upside down and it doesn't melt or drip or anything, which I, again, didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me as a customer, Uh, but it's something that they do as a promotion. So they even have like a website dedicated to this and everything else. So I decided to do a little bit of research and they actually have a website called upside down or free.com, which I'll leave a link to it. If you want to take a look at it, it's interesting website. 
I'll leave a link to it in today's show notes. But it says, come on in, grab an upside down blizzard treat and find a place on the ceiling. We do things differently here. We defy gravity. We make fan food, not fast food. And we've been doing it for 75 years now. That's why at participating locations for all of 2016, so obviously this is a little bit of an older campaign, says we're rewarding our fans by serving all blizzard treats upside down or the next one is free. Check in here all year long for all the things upside down. So that got me thinking even further. Okay, so we're rewarding our fans by serving all blizzard treats upside down. So here's my question. How does it reward me as a customer by by serving it upside down. To me, there is one important thing that I hope to get from a blizzard or an ice cream in general, and that is that it tastes good, right? So I don't care if you serve it to me upside down, sideways, uh, <laughs> left, right. It doesn't matter as long as I get the ice cream and it tastes good. So they've created this entire marketing campaign around this. So there is one benefit to this, from a marketing perspective, which is that it's unique and it's something that they can be remembered for. But in terms of the actual service itself, how does it benefit the customer? How does this feature being, you know, that the ice cream is served upside down, how does this actually benefit the customer? And I would argue nine times out of 10, it doesn't. This doesn't make any difference for the end customer. In fact, in some cases, it could kind of annoy the customer, right? It seems gimmicky. It doesn't actually make the ice cream taste better. It doesn't get the ice cream served faster. It doesn't solve a problem. Obviously, I know we're talking about ice cream. We're talking about a commodity. We're not necessarily talking about, you know, mortgaging your house or something that is pivotal to life or, you know, the furtherance of a business per se. But this is where it becomes so vital at the end of the day to creating a brand or a brand strategy that is pivotal in solving a particular problem for the customer or in delivering upon that brand's promise. So like I said, it comes across a little bit more gimmicky. It's it, There is no problem that it's solving. There is no message that it's communicating. It's just an end in and of itself. We're going to serve these upside down so that our marketing team has an avenue through which to create ads and you know, it's, it just feels like a stock marketing campaign. So I didn't really, the whole purpose of telling you this story wasn't just to kind of pick on Dairy Queen per se. As with anything else, there's always things that we can learn on for our own marketing efforts, for our own brand building efforts, things that we can do to ensure that we are spending our time and our, you know, our budgets and our efforts in the most effective way possible. For a big brand like Dairy Queen or a number of other ones, they've likely got millions of dollars that they can spend on marketing and advertising. For a lot of us, we don't. We have to make sure that everything we do counts, that it makes, that it is tangible, that it is measurable, and that it's making real results for what we're doing. So that's why I wanted to use this as a little bit of an illustration today when we're creating our own branding and marketing efforts, whatever that is, whether that's going to be, you know, a, something like a tweet or a Facebook post or an email that we send out or a Facebook ad campaign that we do, the importance of not only highlighting features and benefits, but specifically features and benefits that are going to actually make a difference for our target customers. Become a Rightly subscriber and never miss a thing. Go to rightly.show slash subscribe to get the latest tools, 
resources, videos, and more. Best of all, it's free. Rightly.show slash subscribe. Okay, so one of the things that we can consider then if we're going to take this exercise a little bit further. Let's go ahead and look at it from the customer's perspective. If you walk into a place like Dairy Queen, what is your primary objective, right? You're not going in there to sit down for a fancy night out, right? As much as they're trying to position themselves not as fast food, in the eyes of their customers, that's what they are. You go in and you get a burger and then they have some good ice cream and that sort of thing. They're on the tier, the same tier as McDonald's or a Burger King or a Jack in the Box. That's where their brand sits, regardless of what they want or where they try to position themselves. So uh, from a customer's perspective, then, what is your primary objective? It's to get something to eat and probably leave or go through the drive-thru. The whole idea is that you're probably not going to spend a lot of time there. Now, obviously, the, the more you can focus on quality and, you know, making a burger that people really like, the better. The the more you can have a quality ice cream that people enjoy, the better. That's all wonderful. But the primary objective for people, and I hate to call it an objective because we're talking about food, <laughs> but one of the objectives of somebody who's walking into or driving through a place like Dairy Queen is to get in and out as quickly as possible. So does the act of turning that ice cream upside down help or hinder that objective? Now, I know we're probably, we're only talking about a few seconds here uh, when it comes to doing that, but does it help or hurt that? And I would argue that it hinders that. It does not help that objective. And a lot of this comes down to A, knowing who your target customer is and B, knowing uh, not only knowing them, but what they want or what they're trying to do by coming to you as a customer. So here's a way, here's a practical way that you could, uh, here's a different campaign that you could do from a Dairy Queen's branding and marketing perspective that helps, doesn't hinder that particular customer's objective, which again is to get in and out as quickly as possible. How about this, your blizzard in 60 seconds or it's free. Now, it wouldn't have to necessarily be 60 seconds. Pick an arbitrary number uh, like that. But what it sh- it's a shift. It's, it's a campaign. It's something you could build all your Facebook posts and all your advertising and campaign around. But the difference between this and Upside Down is that it's something that actually matters to the customer. I actually, for me, as I'm walking into a Dairy Queen, I care a lot less that it is being held upside down as I do actually just getting what I ordered and leaving. Now, they have to kind of, you would, from a perspective of the business, you'd have to determine if that's where you want to actually put the emphasis on, you know, getting it done quickly. But if you could get it down to a point where you feel confident that you're going to be able to get this order done within a specific amount of time, then what you've done at that point, if you've created a feature that is actually going to help that target customer achieve what they're after. Again, we don't just want to create features or benefits based upon, you know, completely obscure ancillary things. We want to make sure that they are helping and furthering the actual desires or the needs of the target customer that we're trying to reach. That's a practical way we could do that. Okay, so 
What I need to do first before I go any further is I think it'd be good to actually distinguish a feature from a benefit. So a feature of a pro, let's like, let's shift over to something like Apple, which is pretty easy because there is, they've just got a ton of products and a brand that we all know. So a feature would be a light, a backlit keyboard. That's a feature. It's a thing that the product does. Uh, a benefit is that you can see while you're typing in the dark, right? So that's the difference between a feature and a benefit. And nine times out of 10, what you want to actually sell when you're doing your advertising, when you're doing your marketing campaigns, when you're sending your emails, you do not want to sell features. You want to sell benefits because people don't buy backlit keyboards. They buy the ability to type in the dark. So that's a big difference between the two. And that's a big reason why this, I personally think that this Dairy Queen campaign has fallen short. And there's articles out there. In fact, I'll link to one that was written back in 2016 where somebody else was actually criticizing it and saying, calling it semi-embarrassing policy, you know, that doesn't really solve any problems for the customer. But the reason it fell down is because they're they're selling a feature. They're selling a feature of, look, our... <laughs> Our ice cream is actually ice cream. It is not, in fact, melted. Here, here's how I know I'm turning it upside down, as opposed to like a my secondary suggestion, which is a benefit. Uh, you know, by offering it in something like 60 seconds, the benefit that you're selling there is that you know you have an expectation set that you're going to be able to get your order quickly. Um, so that's the difference. And when it comes to creating, you know, marketing campaigns or writing emails or whatever it is for our products and services, we want to always make sure that we focus nine times out of 10 on the features over the benefits. Now, one of the things you might be wondering, well, if I'm only focusing upon the benefits, how are they going to know what they're actually getting? And that is important. When it comes down to it, we do have to outline for people what it is that they're getting. So here's a practical example. If you are selling an online course, uh, yes, you do have to tell people how it's delivered. Uh, you know, a series of 24 videos, approximately three to five minutes in length that are uh, unlocked over a four week period. Those are the features. Yes, they do need to know those. Yes, it needs to be clear what they're getting when they buy. However, what you do not want to sell when you're promoting it, when you're running your Facebook ads, when you're putting it on your website, when you're podcasting about it, when you're creating videos about it, what you don't want to tell people is that, yes, I'm selling this series of videos. What you want to tell people is that I'm selling you this specific transformation. By the time you're done with this video course, you will be able to X, Y, Z. That's really at the core of what you have to be able to do when you are selling your products and services. Okay, so that is the difference between, you know, selling features and benefits, uh, you know, the difference between the two, as well as where you should focus on one as opposed to the other. But as I alluded to at the beginning of this episode, and even bringing up the Dairy Queen example, is creating features and benefits that don't matter to people. So for example, uh, I brought up Apple as an example previously, and you may have remembered in the past, they decided to remove the headphone jack uh, from, yeah, they decided to remove the headphone jack from one of their iPhones, and then they've removed the headphone jack ever since then. So this was touted, this wasn't touted by Apple, 
uh, quite as much as it was around the tech community. But imagine if Apple decided to create a campaign all about removing the headphone jack. This is a brand new feature that the iPhone has because you're now able to plug everything into a single port, a single uh, you know, adapter or whatever it is so that, you know, it's a cleaner looking interface. Well, this doesn't actually benefit the customer in any particular way. This doesn't matter to the customer. If anything, maybe it's a hindrance, but as a customer, I don't care that everything now can go through one port. How does that benefit me as a customer? The whole, uh, the whole idea is that it doesn't. So what benefits me, perhaps, is that it's got a cleaner, simpler design. It's a cleaner interface. There's less cables. That is a benefit that matters to me. So when you are creating your products, when you're creating your services, and the marketing and the branding campaigns that you're creating around those, ask this question. This one question can make a huge difference. If you take nothing else out of this episode, take this one point away, and that is, Put yourself in your customer's shoes. Ask yourself this question. When I am telling people about the features or the benefits of what it is I provide, does it matter to them? Does it help further this, the problem I'm trying to solve for them? Does it help further that or does it hinder that? That's the, that same question. That single question could have made a huge difference for Dairy Queen. Had they asked the question, does flipping this upside down help or hinder our customers in the furtherance of what they are coming to us for. If the answer is help, then let's do it. Let's double down on it. Let's make it a huge campaign. If it hinders, let's nix it and let's try something completely different. Asking this one question before doing an ad campaign, before running Facebook ads, before sending out an email, before writing a blog post can make a massive difference in its impact and the ability it has to help the customers that you're trying to reach. Okay, so hopefully you found this useful. One thing I did want to tell you before we wrap up today's episode is that I have an ebook available for you, which kind of relates to today's subject. And if you haven't already got it, I highly recommend that you go over and get it. I don't have a page set up for it quite yet, but you can get it anywhere on the Rightly Designed website. So just head on over to rightlydesigned.com. You can also find it uh, over on today's show notes. There's going to be at the very bottom of the page, you should see an area where you can get access to this free ebook. And you can find today's show notes at rightly.show slash 63. So the ebook itself is my top five tips for effective brand building. There's just a lot of mistakes I see people making as they're trying to build a brand on the web. So I address these in that ebook. It's 100% free. So go ahead and check that out today if you go over to rightly.show slash 63. So as always, if you're finding the Rightly Show useful, we always do appreciate it. If you head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review on there, we, as I said, we always do appreciate it. Uh, also, if you have a question for the show, never hesitate to write us an email at show at rightlydesigned.com. We always appreciate that as well. So until next time, go out there and create a brand that is truly rightly designed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program. If you found it useful, please take a quick moment to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or the medium of your choosing.